That's good right there. Why don't you open your Bibles to the book of Matthew. I want to thank the church, man. You guys have been so gracious to us. Thank you, Pastor, uh, just putting us up in a nice hotel and, and take care of all of our meals. And, man, I just, uh, I've been in a lot of churches growing up uh, as an MK missionary kid. And uh, a lot of, been on, seen a lot of America from the backside of a, of a vehicle, that's for sure. And I've been in a lot of churches. And, man, you guys have just been so hospitable to, to us. And, man... I appreciate it, and I don't, I'm, just, I'm not just false flattery, I really mean it, man, you guys have been so kind to us, a nice gift basket, and, and just, uh, I was talking to my wife, I was like, man, it's just like, these folks are almost family, and that's one thing that's amazing, like, uh, I've been halfway around the wor- world on both sides of the globe, I've been to England, I've been to Fiji for a couple months, and you know what's amazing, how we have a bond in Christ that cannot be broken, man, it's like, we, I've been in the in the uh, uh, island and the Isles of Fiji, uh, in Tavuni, which is a little dot on the map, even when you shrink it down to their map, it's still just a dot. And I've been back there in a grass hut, and someone says, "You're, you're saved." I say, "Yes, sir, I'm saved. Welcome into my house." And just man, they didn't have much, but man, they just opened up their house to us. We fellowshiped in the Lord, prayed together, wept together. Uh, opened the Bible, read it together. I mean, just good. I mean, we have we have something in the Lord, amen. And and I, it's just so encouraging that no matter where you go, amen, you can just get a good good drink of that again. Amen. It's just so good. I mean, I appreciate the spirit of this church, and I don't mean that just lightly. I really mean that, man. There's a good spirit in this church, a, a spirit of giving and a, and a, uh, a hunger to learn things and that that's something that just don't come easy that's something that's not just in every single church and man i appreciate it so much why don't you open your bibles to the book of matthew matthew chapter number 24 i've been struggling struggling with a message here uh in between three different messages that's been on my heart and and uh, uh, that's, it's always fun because then you get sweaty palms and things like that. Just wondering, you know, God, what do, you, what do you want me to preach? Like, where, where are we going? And, and uh, I was fighting up until about 30 minutes before, uh, before I preached here. I was uh, down here pr- praying, and God just laid it on my heart what I'm going to preach here tonight. And, and, um, and I was going through all these names down here that when, when God just clarified it to me. This is what you're going to preach on. Uh, So Matthew chapter number 24 and verse number 36. The Bible says this, But of that day the hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noe, or no, uh, were so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I need your strength here tonight. God, I pray that you'd help us Lord, to take this seriously. 
Lord, I appreciate these people coming out and uh, listening yet again to your word. Lord, help us, Lord, to just have a fire in our hearts and a fire uh, just to go out and tell other people about Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us to see lost souls everywhere we go. God, I pray that you'd help us to realize that this world is getting so, so wicked. It's getting more and more wicked as the days go by. But, Lord, uh, there will come a day. And, Lord, we look for that day. Lord, I pray you now hide me behind the cross. Lord, I pray you'd help me to preach as a, as a dying man to dying men, never to preach again. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says here that as the days of Noah were, and I'm telling you what, the days of Noah were wicked days. The Bible says that every man did that which was right in his own eyes. It just, a, it just was a wicked, wicked time. And you know what? This world is becoming more and more like that. I mean, wickedness is all around us. Uh, and, and the only way that you can avoid it is just pretend that it's not there because it is everywhere. It's on billboards. In fact, we've gotten so callous to it um, that, that we no longer think it of as a wickedness. You know what? It used to be uh, when... when uh, uh, someone showed nakedness in a magazine that it used to be like stockings up to your, their thigh. And some, I mean, th- that's what it used to be now. The, I mean, you can't even walk through Walmart with like shielding. Uh, I, I mean, I have to be an octopus with how many boys I got. I mean, it's just impossible. Wickedness is everywhere. You know what I used to, I mean, I talk about uh, sodomites. Sodomites, I mean, it used to be unspeakable. And now it's just blatant everywhere. I mean, uh, they try to put it in every single show that Hollywood ever puts out. It's just lambasted across everything. Uh, they try to commercialize it. They've made sin uh, as some selling point. They're just, just this filth and wickedness. God hates it. God destroyed a city. He buried it under fire and brimstone. He hated it. He hated that sin. And they just, they just flaunt it like it's some glorious thing. I mean, sin is evil. I think about the babies that we're killing. I mean, unspeakable things. Talking about harvesting babies. I mean, this this world's getting sick. Where they would take a baby out of the mother's womb and cut it up and harvest it. Those things ought never be said, let alone done. And that's what they're doing. Wickedness is abounding more and more. It seems that every angle we turn, wickedness is abounding. You see it everywhere. And the only thing that happens is we get callous harder and harder to the evil that's in this world. Pride and boastfulness is everywhere. Everywhere you turn is sin and destruction. I'm painting a horrible picture, but that's the way it is, folks. That's the way it is. And you know what? Um, uh, my children have to uh, be raised in it. Your children have to be raised in it. Uh, this world is getting sin sick. It's completely callous to the sin that's all around us. And, and you know, I don't have a TV in my house. I don't watch cable or nothing like that. And so um, when I go to a hotel, which I went to a hotel, I haven't turned on the TV for a long time. Turned on the TV. I could not believe it. Like once you have not had that bombarded in your mind, and all of a sudden you turn on, it's like, what on earth? Is there, is there nothing good and pure on? Uh, and there isn't. It's just all corruption and vile and filthy and nasty. I mean, it used to be, uh, my grandma talks about a time where adultery, that was like, we, we don't talk about that. That's, we don't even talk about it. 
and, and, and then it started becoming more and more, she said. And, and she, said, uh, she said that sodomy or homosexuality, she said, didn't even speak of it. Do you know what the next thing's coming down? And it's in Canada. And it's, all, and it's hidden in America, but bestiality. Mm, it's coming, folks. It's coming. You know, is that sick? It's wicked! That's what it is. It's sick. It's disgusting. It's sinful. But sin is coming more and more. And it's just getting, it's getting as the days of Noah, folks. They mock and laugh at, sin, uh, at this sin. And you know what? They mock us for believing in purity and truth and righteousness and Jesus in the Bible. They do. They mock it. What well, the days are becoming more and more corrupt and, and, uh, and, and, and sin is just abounding. But you know what? There will come a day. Amen. There's coming a day. I want you to turn in your Bibles to the, the book of Revelation. Chapter number 19. Revelation chapter 19. If you know anything about your Bible, you know where we're going. Revelation chapter number 19. Uh, I want you to begin reading with me or just listen on at verse 11 as we go. The Bible says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon it was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. Amen. That's my Jesus. Amen. That's my Lord. That's who died for me. Amen. That's what we're talking about. And I saw heaven open. And behold, a white horse. Look, one day, Jesus Christ, he said, it's over. I'm finished. And you know what? He said, mount up. And he gets on that white horse. Oh, I'm telling you what, and that, that horse's nostrils are just flared. He's falling out the ground. He's got fire in his eyes. He's ready to tear up. And, he's, and he says, mount up. And all heaven mounts up. Amen. That's going to be good. And he comes down shooting through the galaxy. Well, I mean, I'm, what, a, what a wonderful thing. He comes dashing through the galaxy, split that whole thing. And he splits out that horse. Just coming down through the stars, just, 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 just trancing, just prancing. And Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, come on, boys, we're going to clean some house because wickedness, wickedness will not last forever with my Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, you know what? God's not going to put up with it forever. There will come a day. Bless God, there's coming a day. Now, horse. It comes down, it busts through the atmosphere like a, like a jet engine, and it just tears up this atmosphere, winding down. And the Bible says he comes dancing upon the mountains, amen, a song of Solomon. He goes, whoa, whoa. And it's a big circle. If you look in the book of Psalms and see all those mountains in a row, it's a big old circle. Wow, because he's winding down. He's got so much power. And then he lands right on that mountain. Bam, and he busts it in half. He busts it in half. That's my Jesus, amen. That's my Lord. He said, I'm sick and tired of the wickedness, the wickedness that this world's put out. Man, if that doesn't get you excited, amen, what was getting you excited? You know what? Oh, man, it's exciting. The Bible says, and I saw heaven open. Woo! Glory. The Bible says, I saw heaven open. And behold, a white horse. And he that sat on it was called Faithful. He was called faithful and true. He's called faithful and true. That's my Jesus. That's my Lord. 
He's faithfulness, all faithfulness in the deepest, darkest valley of your night. When you can't go on any further, I'm telling you, that's my Jesus. When you hold the baby that's dying in your arms like I have, and hold that precious baby and say, God, would you give this child and say, faithfulness, he's there. He's there with you. I'll tell you what, when you don't know what's up and what's down, when all life seems confused, he's truth. He's truth. No matter what. That's just good. That's my Jesus and that's my Lord. And I saw heaven open. And behold a white horse. And he that sat on it was called faithful and true. Big F, big T. That's what I'm talking about. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. There's coming a time when he's like, time has run out. I'll tell you what. My dad, ex-military, he was a drill sergeant uh, he, for a while. He was a sergeant for sure. Uh, uh, he, so how he would do us, boys, there's five boys, uh, three girls. <clears throat> so he would say front and front center. Front center. So we all had our square we stood on. And he expected us to stand like this. And we did because the alternative you know, was terrible. <laughs> so we all stood at attention. All in a row. And then he would walk back and forth in front, behind. And he would chew us out <clears throat> from time to time when we were really bad. Do you know what? Uh, I didn't ever like that. Ever. So do you know what I did? I didn't try to push his buttons. Uh, do you know what? I did not like my dad's wrath. No, I did not sit on, uh, on my back doing the dying cockroach for 40 minutes. I didn't like that. That's it. It was not fun. Doing 100 push-ups in a row, and you get up, and your arm's like this. And he's like, all right, do another 50. <laughs> and like, you're like, uh, I did not like it. Do you know what? This world, <clears throat> this world just taunts and taunts and taunts. Not, not any world of power, but the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And they flaunt their sin in his face. But you know what? There is coming today. There's coming a day, amen, that he's going to say it's over. I'm done with this flaunting of sin. And he's going to mount a white horse. Man, that's good. And he's going to come down shooting through the galaxies. Man, he's going to land on this earth. And I want you to look at verse 12. The Bible says, And his eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And his clothes. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. That's my Jesus, and that's my Lord. You know, he comes up, he has his vestures done being dipped in blood. Now, you think a little bit of blood, a little bit of violence is nasty, but y'all watch it all the time on Hollywood. So he, he had a vesture dipped in blood, and he put that thing on. Man, that's, he's going to look ferocious. You want to talk about a ferocious-looking king. I'm telling you what, because he's sick and tired of the sin that's in this world. He's sick and tired of it. Look with me in verse number 15 
sorry, verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. That's my Jesus, amen. That's my Lord. That's who I'm talking about. He has on his king of kings and Lord of lords. Never was there a king as good as King Jesus. Never was there a king, a Lord as good as my Lord, King and Lord of everything. That's Jesus. That's my Lord. But you know what? You know what? Uh, this world, they keep flaunting it in his face. I'm telling you what, one day there's coming. Uh, the second advent, man, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that second advent, man. Uh, I want to just cheer him on. Because I'm tired. I'm tired of that old Satan. Dividing families and cutting them apart. He's in there destroying families. He, he, I asked for a prayer request earlier. Um, when we were in Sunday school. For my oldest brother. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm just praying for all the times that Satan just loves to slice and destroy and cut up. He does. He loves it. He loves it. How many times are you sick and tired of Satan coming into your life and your life and just dividing and cutting up and hurting people? You know what? One day, there's coming a day when Jesus is going to be done with it. He's going to be finished with it. I'm looking forward to that day. Look with me in, in uh, Revelations 20, verse number 1. The Bible says this, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. <laughs> that doesn't get you. That excites me. I like it. <clears throat> and he laid hold on the dragon. You're like, who's that? That old serpent. Which is the devil. In case you're wondering which one we're talking about. That's the one we're talking about. It And Satan. And bound him a thousand years. You know what? As soon as he comes to this earth. You know what he does? First, he binds up Satan. Amen. Throws him in that pit for a thousand years. I'm looking forward to that. I was talking to the pastor. I think he body slams him in there. I really do. I think that. I mean, he just or boot kicks him or something. But he, he gets bound up for a thousand years. Yes! Yes! Give him a taste of his own medicine, what he's going to get forever. Just give him a little taste of it. Forever, that's what he's going to get. He just gave him a little taste because he's going to pull him out and judge him later. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to the day when Satan gets defeated. That's the second point. When Satan gets defeated. I'm looking forward to that, that day. Amen. I'm telling you what. We're on the winning side. We're on the winning side. I was witnessing to someone... Before, and they're talking about Satan and how powerful he is. And I told him, listen, <clears throat> listen, man, we are on the winning side. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart, I've read the end of the book. And the end of the book says that Jesus reigns and Satan gets cast in the lake of fire. That's exciting, amen. That gives us something to soul in about. It gives us something to tell other people about. We know the end. We know the end of these people. 
We know the end. Comes to a very frightful point. Sorrow will come. Look with me in Revelations chapter 20 and verse number 11. The Bible says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. That's God Almighty. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. You know, the other night I talked about hell. I preached on hell. A fearful place. A fearful place. But this is even more fearful. This, this is the lake of fire. You know, this is the great white throne judgment. After the great white throne judgment happens, the people whose name is not found written in the Lamb's book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. Their smoke ascends up forever. I was praying for all these people earlier. And God laid this on my heart as I was, this is what confirmed it, these names. I began to pray and God smote me. God smote me with one. Name. Simply says, Mom. I didn't know who mom's name was, but it smote me. Because if mom doesn't get saved, she'll be cast into the great white, at that great white throne, she's going to be cast into the lake of fire. And that's why Revelation 21 doesn't happen until Revelation 20 is over. Because he doesn't wipe away all tears until Revelation 21 and verse number 4. So if we don't tell them, 
There goes mom, Andrew, gone. Brent, gone. Jeremy, gone. Dwayne, Michelle, David, gone. Gary, he's gone. Forever and forever and forever. We must tell them. We must tell them. So don't let it happen on our watch. We must tell them. Because there will come a day where it's all too late. And we get to see that, folks. I believe with all my, on my heart that we get to see that happen. No, we may, we're not part of it. If you're saved, born again, on your way to heaven, you're not part of that judgment. But you get, cat, you get to see that, man. You want to talk about broken-hearted folks? Man. All my boys, uh, none of them are saved yet. None of them are on the way to heaven yet. I don't want to see the day when my oldest boy gets cast alive into the lake of fire. Are all your boys saved? Are all your boys saved? No, sir. I don't want to see the day when they take Seth and cast him alive into the lake of fire. So we got our work cut out, don't we? We got our work cut out for us. Oh God, help it not to happen on our watch. Because there will come a day when the mercy of God is over. And we are in the day of grace right now. We get in by simply calling on the name of the Lord. That's all we have to do to get saved. Repent and call on the name of the Lord. That's it. But you know what? There is coming a day when mercy is done with. And He will reign as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Man, that's a fearful day. But folks, Revelation 20, 1 says this, verse 4, my last point is, sorrows will finish. The Bible says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. You know what? There's coming a day if we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. There's coming a day when Jesus Christ is going to walk down. And He's going to start wiping tears from our eyes. I'm looking forward to that day. When no more pain, no more hurt, no more sorrow, nor sadness, nor sickness. But forever with my Lord and my Jesus. Amen. That's good. But listen, listen to me. The judgment is real. 
The judgment is real. Listen, we must tell them. I'm going to read this verse, and we're going to stand. Um, I'll hand it over to Pastor. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. One more time. I want you to look in your Bibles with me. The words are there. It says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their work. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell deliver up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. We got our work for us. We got our work cut out for us. Let's fight. Let's fight for souls. Because there will come a day when it's all over. No more grace. Right now we have we have an opportunity. Let's seize it. Heads bowed, eyes closed.